Thank you for coming today and, and participating with, in what I call self-made. My pleasure. And you pronounce my name very well. Oh, thank you. That's great. Thank, thank you. you. Self-made, uh, which to me is about talking and reflecting on what it took to get to what everyone sees today. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's me and what I do for a living, people see today yeah. as the success. Exactly. People see you today and know who you are. But for me, it's about realizing, God, what did I go through to get here? Mm -hmm. The struggles I had. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the interesting part. That's the storytelling. Yes. So for me asking you, uh, take me back to what Yemi wanted to be when she was a little girl. Mm. I wanted to be an astronaut at some point, mm. and then a nurse, and then a teacher. At some point, maybe a clown. <laughs> like, I was everywhere. I, want, I, I wanted to be everything and anything I could be while growing up. And for some reason, I ended up being a musician. I didn't give into the dream of being a musician until my university years. That's when I realized that it was time to give into music. Like, I always loved music. I always led the, the church choir as a teenager in the adult choir. I had fun doing that. I represented all my schools in all the musical contests and the, the drama scenes, the debate scene. I was pretty much like a, a very playful but very smart girl because that's all my parents wanted. They, I could play as much as I wanted as long as I brought home good grades. For me personally, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be an archeologist. Wow. I had an aunt who lived in Italy. My mom's sister lived in Italy and she would bring back artifacts mm. to life. Wow. Meaning cure them, um, uh, fix them. Yeah. And I just thought that was amazing. And the idea of Doing that was amazing. What brought you to the little things that you wanted to do, whether it's an astronaut, mm -hmm. whether it's a clown? What, what, what influenced you? Well, I'm a big lover of cartoons, so I think <laughs> I got lost in the Bugs Bunny era or something. But take that as an example, because again, I'm, I'm, I like to think where we came from is how we are. Yes. To me, when I watch your videos, you're animated. Exactly. You're almost like a cartoon. Exactly. Do you see that too? Yes. Thank you, someone that gets me. High five. <laughs> yes, finally. You see that in yourself as yes. a character, yes. a caricature? I refer to myself as water. I take the form of whatever I'm in. But you see, with, with music, <laughs> It had always been my therapy, but I just hadn't admitted to myself on time that it was music I wanted to do. You mentioned the choir in school. Yes. Did your parents want push you into this? Or they saw you wanted to do this and supported you in this? They supported me. They saw that I wanted to do that. And funny enough, I never had that opportunity or moment where I had to sit my mom and dad down and say, Mom, Dad, I think I want to be an artist. I mm. want to do music for a living. I never had to do that because I think these people saw it way before me. You know, so when I finally admitted, when I started, you know, going into music fully, 
It didn't say anything. It was like, finally, her eyes are clear. She can see this. She can see this now. Were they supportive? 100%. You're number, what, five of seven? Yeah. Yes, I am. Anybody above you mm-hmm. in music? No, nobody in the family other than myself is a musician. Isn't that surprising? Super surprising, super surprising. Because I have elder ones that um, can actually sing, but n- it's only just me that's a musician in the family at the moment. So what, if you can think back or reflect on, was there any point in your childhood where you heard somebody, you, you, you liked something in music that mm-hmm. made you say, I want to be just like this person? I always played down the influence of um, my musical I- idols while growing up because while growing up, I didn't realize that all the times I danced to Michael Jackson's music like he would and danced to Beyonce's songs like she would, I was actually, you know, um, growing that side of me. Like, yeah. I also, I love that idea of being an artist, but I hadn't just considered it as a career choice. But when I won a talent show at some point in my life, the actual music journey started for me. Was it, uh, again, there are certain aspects to performing Mm -hmm. or um, that inspire people. Some people like being on the stage. Some people like writing lyrics. Some people like just singing. They think they have a voice. What did you think you had? As a lover of music then, I knew I had the voice. I knew I loved to sing and act like I was an artist. Um, but as part of writing, I was a poet. I used to write a lot of poems, but I, I, I hadn't started writing songs yet. But all this flipped around. I believe musicians are actually poets, you know? Mm. The way you construct your words, the formulas, the writing, um, rhyming as mm. well, storytelling. I think that's, those are all attributes of a fantastic poem and every song is a poem. Why did you think you had the voice? Because every time I sang, I saw the reaction of my listeners, my audience, whether in church, in the bathroom, um, maybe singing to myself. People always stop me and be like, you have an amazing voice. What are you doing with it? Like people always, always loved when I sang. So the confidence came from your voice or the writing or a little bit of both? I think a little bit of both. Um, I think it's more of the passion, how I feel whenever I sing. Leads me into my own little world, just singing to myself or singing to people. The stage is pretty much my playground. That's how I see it. I have the most fun when I'm on stage. Do you remember the first time you were on stage? The first time I was on stage would be in school. I was in secondary school representing my school. I remember my heart was pounding, but yeah. somehow it, it like helped my vibrato. So I was, <laughs> it was never rocking, but I wanted to do it again and yeah. again and again. You liked the feeling. I, I liked it. It's like a bittersweet feeling, you know, too many butterflies, too many, but the result is, still amazing. I just had to over time learn how to control the butterflies, like use them to my advantage. I see butterflies as fuel rather than, you know, an obstacle or something that holds you back. They actually push me. The more butterflies, the better the concerts every time. In my word, is it fear? I don't think it's fear. I think it's more of like anxiety, you know, than than fear. It's a lot of excitement, you know, and then it feels like anxiety sometimes. When when did you, when did you know that I want to do music? I want to do this for a living. This is my passion. Yeah, that moment happened to me in 2010 okay. when I won a talent show. 
I knew it was time because I actually did not expect to even go up to like top 10 or yeah. top 6. It was a nationwide um, talent show in Nigeria and I emerged winner. I sang Beyonce songs. I sang um, um, Sweet Dreams and um, Listen. Have you met her? Well, I haven't had the opportunity to say, hi Beyonce, I'm your greatest fan. But I was at the BET where she performed uh, two years ago. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I was like two What was the title her. song you sang for, of hers? What was that you won? Um, the song that made me win was Listen. Okay. Because of the skills and the, the, there's something about that song. It's super strong, yeah. Did you think you were gonna win? No. At all, like I didn't even expect to qualify. You know how it is sometimes um, when you meet someone that has so much potential, but they don't know yeah. that they are that you know strong and able. But people around them know, you know. So that's how I felt. I didn't know how much power and 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 what was in me. But I thank God that um, day by day I'm beginning to realize that. Back then, if you break it up from that stage to the next stage, was it who was in your camp supporting you, if anybody? Back then, my mom was my like my number one fan, still is. Mm -hmm. um, I also had a, a friend of mine who we grew up together. Her name is Nonso, and when, I, w I didn't tell you this, but I was part of a girl group at some point in secondary school. That's like uh, what they call it, high school. Mm -hmm. And um, we were in the girl group for like two years, and then. It kind of took like a natural dive because we gained admission into different universities around Nigeria. And she came visiting one day and was like, Yemi, ah, since the group dissolved, you haven't been doing anything yourself. You have this amazing voice. She goes online, she fills the form, and ta-da, I win the talent show. It was all her. When I wanted to go in to do business, yeah. I needed somebody else to do it with me. Hmm. And it didn't work because no one else would do it with me. Wow. It took me years to figure out I could do it on my own. Do you think in some ways, for example, you were in a girl group, yeah. you, you had support around you, yeah. and it took you time to figure out I can do this? It did, it really did. Um, being in the girl group, I had all the support, just like you said. It was easier to you know, get into trouble with two other girls sure. <laughs> than to get into trouble alone or to mess up with three other girls because you have people to share the you know negative feedback. But when I won a talent show, and I realized how it made me feel. I, I, I realized that I deserved to enjoy what, what came with music. And it was time to stop hiding the shadows of, you know, other people and just bask in all this glory. What made you nervous back then? The same thing that still makes me nervous today because no audience is ever the same. Yeah. Like I could perform in the same city at the same venue, but I wouldn't have the same set of people in that audience. Yeah. And there's no telling what their reaction would be. I have a set play that I always use, which I change every now and then. But I realize that in different cities, people react differently to each song on the set. So like, I'm pretty much just waiting for my audience to surprise me and there's no telling how it's going to be. Yeah. You know, so that, that definitely kept me on my toes, still keeps me on my toes. I'm assuming that the big break for you initially was the talent show. What happened right afterwards? Right afterwards, I felt and I think I became a superstar-ish because everywhere I went, people were like, oh, that's the girl that won the talent show but do you, Like, I would be in awe of the first person coming up to me and saying, I want my, want 
your autograph. Uh-huh. Do you remember that moment? I didn't know what to sign. I, I was like, mm. what is an autograph? But I couldn't ask what... I, I just know that in the movies, you see the superstars always giving their autographs to you know, their fans and stuff. And I wasn't sure if I was supposed to write, oh, thank you so much, or I love you, or Yemi Alade. Was it <laughs> men, women, kids? Who... All of them, especially kids. Oh, now I remember it was a kid. Mm. And I think they were traveling from another city, from one city to another, and I was at the airport, and they gave me their passports to autograph. Like, mm. who does that? They're kids anyways, but I will not forget that one. Did you feel power? Did you feel that you had something? Was I it overwhelming? Def- I definitely felt like I had something, and most importantly, I felt that I had something that I could share. Mm. Other than just the music, I felt... I felt appreciated. Appreciation is, is not very easy to find, you know. Did you feel deserving? Very. Very, Why? very. Uh, because I worked so hard. And um, I think I've been through a lot to get to where I am and where I was at that point in time. When I tell you, oh, I won a talent show, it wasn't that easy. There were days I couldn't eat because my nerves were having the best of me. I, I couldn't settle down to eat. All I could think of was was how, how I was going to manage and pull through with all those lights on me, the spotlight, the sound, if I go off key. Because at rehearsals, I always go off key. Yeah. As at that time, I always went off key. And there's no telling if when the big day comes, I'm going to go off key. Were your parents there? Were your, was your family there? Well, um, at the final, my dad showed up. My mom was in another city, so she couldn't make it. But my dad showed up and a few of my um, brothers and sisters were there as well. Were they proud? Were they nervous? Of course, they were so proud. My dad, I think that's a, that's, my dad isn't a very expressive person when it comes to emotions. But I think so far that was the one time that I could see his eyes, you know, water a little, you know, just full of joy. And he was so happy. He felt like I was bringing the family together, together, you know? If it, if it didn't work out, I'm curious, (laughs) who, who would you think you would have felt like I let down? Other than letting myself down. I would have felt like I let down my family because they did a lot of rallying in terms of trying to get people to vote for me, trying to create awareness for the fact that their sister was on TV on this, you know, big TV show and she needed to win, you know, because they believed in me. I definitely would have felt like I let them down. What was the next big kind of jump for you? After a reality show comes a reality, which is that um, a superstar can never be made in three months or six months. Did you appreciate that at that time? Or did you think it was, I'm just gonna go up from here? I definitely appreciated that. Um, That point was a turning point for me in my entire life. Like, I'm not sure if I didn't participate in that talent show, I would be here today. Like, that was the turning point. It was all the platform and leverage I needed to get to where I am now. And, but the hollow point you described. Yeah. So, like, like I said, everybody started to know me and be like, oh, that's her, that's her, that's her. One for the party, two for the shoddy, three for the shake, y'all. Bum, 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 bum. See, see, me, I like to party. Party with the girls with your body. Hey, hey, me, I like to party. Party with the boys with your money. But then um, the money finished real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, my prize money didn't come with a car, like a lot of um, yeah. reality shows do. And so I still had to use the public transport most times. And when the money ran out, I started from the very bottom. I even had a very big song, but 
people couldn't really associate me with the song because I was almost nowhere to, to be found because I was still trying to um, finish up with my BSc in school. Yeah. So it was a lot of struggle for me trying to meet people, reintroduce myself. You're kind of famous, but just a normal person in a sense. So how do you yeah. straddle that? It was almost embarrassing. Like yeah. just to know that, oh, people have an expectation of who you should be, what you should look like, how you should live your life but you're far from that. It was quite disappointing for me and it'd be embarrassing, but... Embarrassing I, because... Embarrassing because, you know, I'm the superstar. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't have what it, what, you know, you know, there's a way you're yeah. supposed to look and act, but I pushed through all that and I'm thankful for, um, I think this is where um, upbringing comes up because I come from a family where my parents are very humble. And I think that humility helped me to go through that period. And the thirst and the hunger that suddenly awakened in me. To use the term self-made, to me that is when you become yes. self-made. You yes. have to go through that. Yes, the fire. Correct, the rain. to get there. Yes, everything. It's beautiful looking back at everything. But, and what were, did you have to get a job? I almost did. So I had a BSc in geography, you mm -hmm. know? So why not go work with some aviation company or or stuff that I was already thinking that because I was doing a lot of free shows, mm -hmm. like a lot of free shows. And a lot of people were beginning to know me, but nobody wanted to pay for my craft. Mm. No, but everybody wanted me at the show, but nobody wanted to pay me. And I knew it was time to get a job. I was about to get a white collar job. And along the line, I met a new manager who's Mr. Taya Ali, who I work with till date. And he also runs the um, record label. He's the CEO of the record label that I'm signed to. And he told me that most times, which most of us already know, most times when you're digging, when you're, when you're in the mine, it's just when you're about to strike gold that you turn. And he kept reminding me to not let go because you can't serve two masters. Music takes up all your time, mm. you know? You can't share that with school. I couldn't share it with school. Is it now work? a white collar job that I'll be able to share with my music time, impossible. I needed to invest everything and everything I had. Do you think your manager is somebody who uh, uh, you can look back on and say, because of someone like him mm -hmm. supported me to get through this hump, mm -hmm. to get me get me through this side mm -hmm. of it? Mm -hmm. Definitely, he's definitely that same person. Even, even you know, the beautiful thing about being self-made is that, um, you have to continue staying self-made. Mm. Like, you have to keep it going. So, like, there's still times where in all the success, there's still that struggle. You know, struggle to be bigger and better than where you were last year. Sure. You know, and he's still one of those people well, that keep pushing To you. give you an example, yes. and my own mother, mm. who, she's not a business person. Yes. Uh, but I remember 15 years ago, we were going to stop the company. The shareholders wanted to stop. Everyone wanted to stop. They didn't believe in this. And the only person in my corner was my mother. Wow. Basically, Brad, I'll do anything for you. I'll sell my jewelry, anything you need. She just believed in this. Mm. And sometimes when I think back to that, it's like you need, sometimes you just need somebody. Just mm. somebody who believes in you and tells you 100%. so. 100%. 100%. We all need that one person. I tell everyone in the world, it doesn't matter how big your team is. Most times, you, all you need is that one person. Yeah. Every time. So yeah. what was the next stage for you? What was the next big jump? After, um, okay, yeah, through all the hustle, after the talent show, through all the hustle, I landed my first record um, deal. And 
I had released over 10 songs and then Johnny happened to me. Ooh, I'm looking for my Johnny. Yeah. Where is my Johnny? Johnny Mo. Do you know Johnny? Question. If I know see my Johnny. So Johnny is the highest viewed video yeah. in Africa. Yes, by any African artist. M any any means men or women. Yes, exactly. So let's based in Africa. Let's take the women side of this. Mm -hmm. What does that mean something to you? It does. It just also says that the girl child can. Do you think about the female aspect of what you're doing? Yes, I do. Just comparing with me. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could have ever given back until maybe the past year. Because hmm. I don't think I was in a position to. Wow. Do you, when did you think I have, I have a responsibility? When it comes to family, I've always had that responsibility. <laughs> as a kid, when I was about, uh, not as a kid, but when I was about like 20 years, I remember calling my mom and I told her, Mom, I need you to stop sending me pocket money. Mm. I... I think I, I want to start taking care of myself. I didn't have a job. I don't know what I was saying, but I just felt that need to start taking care of myself so that real soon, if possible, I could start taking care of her. So I've always had that sense of responsibility. Did anything happen or was it just, you just felt like um, I'm somebody? Things. Well, definitely. Um, I've come to understand that my biggest fans um, might not, be like the wealthiest people and how else can i you know show love to people who just love me just because if not you know giving them back and i'm always moved by people who try to make it work despite the fact that they're earning even lower than the stipulated wage yeah you know so i definitely love to give back do you see your fans as girls as younger people who look to you or inspired to or let's say be like you, but are you giving them a soul for passion? Well, sometimes I get tweets and Instagram posts saying, oh, I leave for you. You are my everything. You're my role model. I appreciate that. I love that. But I use every opportunity I get to remind them that it's important to take what you like from one person. You don't have to be a photocopy of me because I'm human and I must make my mistakes. So please let me make my mistakes too. Yeah. You know? Do you feel that you're honest to your fans? I try to be honest. It's it's hard for me to not be honest. I, I I'm an easygoing person, so like it's either I'm quiet or I say something. If I say something, it has to be the truth. When I look at it, today's music is amazing because you can be you who had to achieve certain steps to get where you are, yeah. or you can be an artist who puts out one song on SoundCloud and boom. Mm -hmm. Can you see that difference? Can you? Would you change anything in your mind of, of, of where you, how you got to where you were versus others? Oh, I know, if wishes were horses, right? Mm. <laughs> but um, I would say everything, everything that happens in this life has its, its advantages and disadvantages. Being able to just put out a song on, on SoundCloud or um, post something on Instagram and become an online sensation is that in a blink of an eye, just as you came, you might just leave. If you could define what success is for you, yes. what is it? Other than being able to sustain what I'm doing and being able to birth other things outside my music, I would say, first of all, it's just being able to walk out, walk, walk on the streets and, you know, have 
the the little girl out there with the same hairstyle as mine because people know me for a lot of hairstyles other than music um to walk on the streets and see people wearing like my branded t-shirts and stuff also success most especially would be to be able to give back to the society in a huge way like maybe a, a free school or a free clinic or something to take care of the really old people you know black magic it's out yes it how is. do you feel about it how does it resonate for you um black magic is my third album mm -hmm. my third studio album and the um idea behind the title itself is funny enough very very associated with the self-made movement because mm -hmm. it is me celebrating where i was to where i am now and encouraging people out there to understand that if you push yourself enough there's a little bit of magic in it Yemi, I want to thank you, as this is titled Self-Made. Uh, you have your own unique story of, of getting there. Nothing, as I always like to think, nothing should be easy. Uh, if it's easy, you have no story to tell. True. Uh, and you've done it your way and continue to do it. And I wish you all the success and uh, to you. Mexico. Yeah,